Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. All right, 21 past 4 o'clock hour. Very busy Tuesday. Rich Canyon is here. Don't forget, you guys can always connect. Uh, we'll open up in a couple moments at 609-445-1490 at 1490 Sports Bet at Rich Q on Q. Uh, finally, the Eagles have made it uh, official, uh, announcing the hiring of uh, Nick Sirianni. Um, which okay, I mean this. I mean we were just waiting for everything to kind of fold, and then you saw a couple movements there with Taylor, and then Deuce and I. I talked a little bit about this last week. I mean it's just at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you, and I think Deuce just decided, you know what, it's uh, it's it's in my best interest if I uh, take it elsewhere. Now he's got to worry about Dan Campbell. I'm wondering too. I'd be a little nervous on that sideline too. You know, Campbell came out and was just talking about you know biting knees and. Uh, doing all this other stuff, and I don't know. You know, if, if I'm Deuce, I'm steering clear of that a little bit. All right, as we do every Tuesday. <laughs> uh, football on the 20s. We welcome in our good friend, Johnny Mac. John McMullen does a wonderful job covering the NFL Eagles Insider. Also host of Extending to Play every Saturday right here on 1490 from 10 to 11. You get the football fix with him and Rothstein every Monday to Friday at 1030. Also SI. Now the Philly voice to middle with those guys during the day. So he's all over the place, but he's kind enough to give us a couple moments on uh, a nasty, rainy Tuesday down the shore. This is hot toddy fireplace kind of weather, is it not? Yeah, it's nasty. Uh, but I got to disagree with you on Deuce. I mean, Deuce is a football guy. That's the ultimate football <laughs> guy coaching staff. I know, but yeah, right yeah I know. He wants man. to bite some kneecaps, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening to his press conference, and I'm. By the way, so Dan Campbell, right? Dan Campbell had one of the greatest 
catches you'll ever I think this is 97 98 the old vet Giants against Eagles that's the only thing I remember Dan Campbell as uh I mean look it we'll see how it works out with Deuce but I thought you mentioned this a couple weeks ago and we talked about it on your show I think ultimately at the end of the day what do you have to do right you have to turn around and you got to do what's best for you and I just think Deuce is doing what he feels is best for him yeah, I mean, he hit the glass ceiling here. There's no question about it. So there was no room for advancement. Uh, that was made pretty clear, not just this time, but over a number of years that he wasn't going to uh, reach any higher in this organization. His ultimate goal was to be a head coach in this league. So, yeah, I kind of said it. I've been saying it for a while. He's got to go elsewhere. Um, and, and he's got to find a different path because he wasn't going to find that path through Jeffrey Lurie. And it was pretty – uh, pretty evident, and um, he's well liked. The fans love him, uh, but you got to do what's best for you. And I, by the way, I think, uh, in, in all seriousness, with I, I know everybody's having fun with Dan Campbell, but that's the kind of guy um, Deuce is. And you know, <laughs> blocking tight ends, running back, um, we're going to see. In a lot of ways, maybe that might be the ultimate coaching staff for Philadelphia. At least how fans want the team to be. I'm not sure you can win that way, but we're going to find out because they're going to try to run the football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So your guy, uh, Press Taylor, out. Uh, <laughs> so he's not going to return. Uh, yeah, shocker. He was the scapegoat. <laughs> I, I, I was surprised, and that's my buddy Mike K. I, you know, I, I mean, were people questioning whether Press was coming back? I, I don't know. Uh, they scapegoated him. He's the reason they fired the head coach. We all knew he wasn't coming back. <laughs> it is it is really remarkable. I mean, it's that domino effect, right? And as you alluded, and we've seen it in the NFL over years. We've seen it so many times where oh, you get rid of the head coach and all of a sudden, you know what? We gotta we have to make it look like it just it wasn't just one hit. We gotta whack everyone else kinda involved. And I think is this telling you right now that Remember with Chip, they tried to basically just get that nasty taste out of their mouth. And obviously with Doug, it wasn't a nasty taste because they won a Super Bowl a couple years ago. But do you get the sense that they are now being a little, I don't know, I don't want to say open-minded with this new head coach where, okay, you know what? This is going to be your show. You run it the way you want to run it. Yeah, I mean, they're letting him uh, uh, choose his coaches for the most part. I, I mean, uh, they they encouraged him, let's put it that way, to to keep Jeff Stoutland. Um, and and that looks like it's pretty much it. Um, even Dave Phipp, who's another coach, they probably steered him towards uh, he's going to leave, go with Deuce uh, to Detroit. Um, so really, Stoutland's probably going to be, you know, there might be a couple – uh, Ryan Pagnetti is Pagnetti's not going anywhere. The analytics uh, game manager, game day manager guy, he's not going anywhere. But so there's some low level guys that might stick around. But as far as the the high profile members uh, of the coaching staff, um, yeah, they led, which is so interesting on so many levels because they didn't let a Super Bowl winning coach <laughs> choose his own coaches. And they are letting a 39-year-old first-time coach with, let's be honest, no experience. Now, hey, maybe he's Vince Lombardi. I don't know. Uh, but it, it is strange. I will say that. They're letting him pick his guy. 
Yeah, it is. And and I always thought here's another reason why I thought they the more I really think about it, John, is um, Carson's not going anywhere. You you don't want to put so much strain on a first-year head coach, a young guy who is a first-time head coach. I'm not talking about, like, say, a veteran in Rivera who's bounced around now with Washington and not had that quarterback position stabilized. You're, just, you're not going to go into a season and not have it stabilized. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope they learn something from the Jalen Hurts pick. I mean, this league isn't about dual quarterbacks and having depth at that position and – you know, it, the cliche is true. If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Uh, so you got to choose one. Uh, and it might only be for one year. Uh, I mean, I talked about Carson Wentz a lot and just the money and the financial aspect. I mean, it's going to be really difficult for the Eagles to, to get rid of him this year. Maybe um, after next season, it's a, a little bit more palatable. And then you look at outside the league, Matthew Stafford. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, let's be honest. I mean, he's much more oh. desirable for for teams uh, than than Carson Wentz at this point. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers ever became available, I mean, forget about it. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the same. Um, there's going to be a lot of options for uh, teams looking for quarterbacks, and I, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think Carson after this season is going to be high on those lists. And I think at some point he's got to realize that as well. Not just the Eagles. Carson's yeah. got to realize that. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I want to listen. We got plenty of time with the Eagles in the off season, but I want to get your thoughts. Being the NFL aficionado that you are, loving Aaron Rodgers uh, the way that a man truly should love a woman <laughs> faithfully, respectfully for thirty, forty years, and then having to watch that head coach the audacity. <laughs> The audacity, Johnny Mac, to not even give the ball to the MVP's hands and take a shot late. And you've realized in that situation, offensive possessions, they were at a premium. Now, I get it. He should have ran on third down. But still, how do you take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands? You're basically saying, I don't trust you to make a play right here. Well, you don't, number one. And I, I, I think a lot of ways, you know, what speaks to Aaron Rodgers' greatness is that Matt LaFleur has won 80% of his games uh, because he is a horrible football coach. But that that tells you what wins in this league is personnel and talent. You can overcome uh, bad coaching in a lot of ways. In an instance like that, a coach is more likely to lose you a game than win you a game. Now, that said, Aaron had plenty of chances. That wasn't... Uh, his best game is pretty no. clear. Devontae no. Adams as well had a poor game. You never see that. Drops. Uh, so it was one of those things, and it happens when you see upsets in this league. I talk about it all the time. Generally, you got to get the C game out of the favorites team, and you got to play your A game, and that's what happened, at least for the first half. I mean, obviously, Tom Smith started to turn the football over yep. a little bit, and if he didn't do that, Green Bay probably wouldn't have even been in the game. So um, they didn't play well. Uh, obviously, it was a terrible decision. I, I think even Matt acknowledged that. You know, what's, wor what's worse, Rich, I, I don't know if you heard Aaron's press conference after the I game. I did. He had no idea if he, were if he was going to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. So if you're a head coach in this league and you're in that situation, you've got to think ahead and you've got to say, do we have two downs here or one down? Yeah, but, and they didn't even know that. But John, and that to me is a bigger issue 
than the actual poor decision. It, it really is. But hasn't Aaron Rodgers earned the uh, the the right to base? I don't. How do I say this? Not wave off the coach, but just hey, you know what? Get get the feel good unit back out there. No, no, no. It's fourth down. Like we we you have like. There's got to be a sense of urgency there. Like you realize that the season is on the line. You're in the NFC Championship game. You're going to get one, maybe one more crack at it. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I'm deciding that. Now I hear what you're saying, right? I, I and I, you know, but I do think, and I'm going to defend who I think is a bad coach right now. I I, I do think a lot of fans and and even media members think there's you know, 45 minutes between plays. I mean, this stuff happens bang, bang, bang. It's not like you get there and sit there and start to think, oh, I'm going to wave it off. I mean, you're, you're going. And that's the head coach's decision. And do I? Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I've always said, and I used to criticize Chip Kelly for this, you know, if you have a quarterback like Peyton Manning or, or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers who can handle things at the line of scrimmage and you're trying to take that away from them, you're probably not a good coach. Um, and, you know, there's ego getting involved there. But, I mean, that's the system Green Bay has set up. And that stuff happens quick. It, it, you know, Matt LaFleur got criticized at the end of the first half for not waving off Mike Penton. <sighs> It's like, what do you think? He's got 25 minutes? No, no, that's yeah. the defensive coordinator. That's a horrible that's lapse. That's a poor call. Yep. That's a poor decision. Yeah. Uh, you t- can't overrule nope. that in, yep. in that quick of a time. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you got a timeout, you can argue you can blow a timeout. But, I mean, people are they – they don't realize it's like it's like a fire drill on these sidelines if you've ever been during the game. I mean, this stuff happens quickly. Do do you think that Rodgers was sending a message with those post game comments? I mean, now again, according to, I'm I'm reading these these reports from league sources, right? We know how this works. He wants a new contract now. Now, if he wants a new contract, he makes thirty three and a half million. I pulled this up. He's going to win the MVP. He's getting up there in age, but yet he's still playing at a ridiculous level. But if you look over the next couple of years, he's due to make twenty two point three, twenty five point five, twenty five point five in two thousand and three. Is this I want a new contract, or if I don't get it, trade me? Um, well, it's going to be really difficult. I mean, it, it's pretty. Aaron hasn't liked that organization for a while. We've talked about that. Uh, for quite a bit, you know, they, it's similar to Carson's situation, not from a playing standpoint, but from a financial standpoint, uh, Green Bay probably can't get out of it till 2022. So he doesn't have a ton of leverage because he just signed an extension. But yeah, he definitely left things open ended. I, I mean, he's been, I just, he he texted. I told that on our show. He texted Zach Ertz after the Eagles played and said, "Where we're we playing together right. next year?" But I, I mean, that's just a little poking some fun sure. between some players, but um, I, he doesn't have a ton of leverage. Uh, he's probably got to go back there. He's probably not going to be happy about it, but he did leave things open-ended after the game on the press conference. Today was on Pat McAfee's show and kind of shut people down and called them D-bags for speculating and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I got news for you. I mean, Aaron is a classic Himself, oh, so. I mean, he's I mean, got he a, he's got a on puss purpose. on his face. He's the type uh, of guy. To leave it open ended. Yeah. that's you know, he doesn't. He is what he is. Yeah, and he's uh, a lot of his teammates don't like him. He's very aloof. Some of the same criticisms you hear about Carson Wentz. Difference is, he performs. That's right. That's right. 
Yeah, I, I give you a mil- I give you a million dollars. You're complaining that the bag's too heavy. Um, lastly, AFC side, I told you this Saturday on extending the play. I I thought this game had the makings of a 35 to 10, and Buffalo jumping out to the lead. But then once once Kansas City takes the lead, you you, you basically knew the game was over. I mean, it's just they're playing. They're really playing at a different level. I was a little disappointed, too, of how Allen played and his demeanor with some plays and, you know, when things kind of go south. And I mean, look, Kansas City, I thought the difference in that game, too, is they limited Allen's ability at times. Now, he still rushed for right around 88. I think that was out of necessity, but they were able to sack him four or five times. They put a lot of pressure coming up the gut, too, against Allen. And then one of our players that we always talk about, you know, Diggs, quiet, six for 77. Beasley got into the mix, but they were never really able. Once Kansas City went up 21 to 12, I just, in my estimation, the game was over. I just didn't see Buffalo coming back. Yeah, it was, you know, in hindsight, it was a game where, you know, Buffalo had a great season, obviously, and they took a major step forward, but they just weren't ready for that kind of competition. They weren't ready for that team, and it was pretty evident. They got got punched in the mouth. Uh, You're a boxing guy, and they didn't get up. They were like, oh, okay, we're overmatched. And they kind of, I think they kind of all realized that uh, very quickly. I I, I do give uh, Spagnola credit for, you know, uh, a lot of the, that's what he came up with. A lot of blitzes off the edge to keep Allen in the pocket as much as possible. And yeah, he didn't he didn't play well, and it, it, it turned into really it was more of a blowout than he, even the score indicated. You never had a feeling that maybe the Bills were going to come back in this game. They just they just weren't in Kansas City's class. And look, that's a very good team. But I will say. And we got a lot of time to talk about this, obviously, with the extra week. But boy, that Eric Fisher injury late, that Huge. is big. That is big the way Tampa's defense has been Super playing. Because one of yep. the strengths of Tampa Bay oh, yeah. is JPP yep. and Shaq Barrett. And you saw that pass rush <laughs> against Aaron Rodgers uh, with Green Bay, which has a good offensive line, even without Bakhtiari. Still good. In Kansas City, that offensive line, hmm. oof. You know, it's always the timing, right? You want to get healthy at the right time, and you don't want to lose all pros, uh, you know, going into the Super Bowl. And you mentioned Tampa Bay's defense. I mean, they harass. JPP loves playing against Tom Brady. I mean, he was just a man among boys. And I'll tell you, too, something else. You know who's a player? Devin White. That kid can flat-out play. Oh, yeah. He's he's been great in the playoffs. I mean, great. Uh, And he's so athletic. And, you know, people around this league talk about the linebacker position, um, and, and people uh, don't think it's as valuable as it once was, almost like running back is to the offense. But I got news for you. When you got a good one that can play all three downs and uh, and is good in coverage, uh, can stop the run, uh, can blitz, uh, they're worth their weight in gold. There's not a lot of them, but he's one of them. And that defense is all of a sudden – it doesn't look great on paper because they didn't have big names, at least the secondary uh, in the back seven. But White is is turning into a star, and those edge rushers. Uh, I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes is great, but if you got Mike Remmers playing left tackle uh, against JPT, that's that's a mismatch. I don't know how that's going to work out. 
Yeah, that's definitely a uh, mismatch. But like you said, we got a, a week plus to get into that game. Kansas City right now laying three and a half at open. But it'll be fascinating. It It is remarkable. You know, everyone now will talk, I would say, over the next two or three days. And then you really start to get into the game, you know, Belichick or was it Brady? System. I mean, look, at the end of the day, they're two all-time greats. It, it just – Tom Brady is just – He's one of those athletes that 20, 30, 40 years from now uh, will look at him like, you know, they're going to look at LeBron in the NBA like they looked at, you know, Magic, you know, and, and, and Bird and Jordan, like they looked at, you know, Gretzky, uh, you know, uh, and Lemieux and the like. I mean, it's just it's it's just it's remarkable. I don't know other other words to describe at his age to play at the level that he's playing, and not only to go into a new team, new system, new environment, but he has totally changed a culture now where he's got these guys believing that they're going to win every time out, and then to go on the road and win road playoff games, it's really remarkable. Oh, I I mean, you you can look at all the numbers, and we talked about the number of championship games, uh, basically double number two, the playoff wins more than most franchises in NFL. I mean, more than most teams have uh, in their entire uh, lifespans. And, and you talk about the touchdown passes, which are basically double number two. Uh, all those numbers, I, I, you know, to me, that kind of stuff is secondary to the fact, two things. At 43, it is amazing. You saw Drew Brees. It is amazing the juice he has left in that arm. Uh, and then everything, obviously, in, in the Delaware Valley comes back to Carson Wentz. You, you go all the way back to uh, the start uh, of this season, the yep. off season, the pandemic yep. hitting. You remember Tom Brady's in parks when he's yep. not supposed to be working. Um, you know, and you can you can sit on your high horse and give moral judgments, but the thing that defines the truly, truly great That's players. What separates them? Yep. And you mentioned NBA players, LeBron James, Michael Jordan. Any sport, any is work ethic, and they never stop. And and that's Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's Tom Brady. And that's the difference between him and just about every other quarterback in this league. And always working to improve. Always looking for a slight advantage. And that and that stuff is stuff. Coaches can't help you with uh, talent necessarily. God-given ability uh, doesn't help you with. You got to marry that with that work ethic, and he does. Yeah, that's listen. That's not taught. You're born with that, and that's just a will to be the best out there. Um, all right, we will catch you tonight with uh, Mr. Rothstein uh, at 10:30 throughout the week, and then of course Saturday 10 to 11 uh, right here on AM 1490 with um, extending the play, and then uh, sporadically throughout the week with uh, the middle guys, Aton and those guys. You're all over the place, Johnny Mac. You're like a map. You cover everything. <laughs> Too much, according to some people. Yeah. <laughs> Never, never uh, here, I'd my friend. Never enough. All right, I'm pal. a hard worker. Yeah, hey, that's you, it's innate. You got it. All right, <laughs> appreciate it, John. All right, thanks, Rich. All right, our good friend Johnny Mac, John McMullen, great stuff. Four forty-two, quick timeout. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.